MSW Media. I'm Francis Callie and I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to the, the final, final word. word. The final word with Frangela. The final word. 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 That was sort of carnival mixed with space exploration. Yeah. It was poppy. Thank you for joining us here on the combined, if you will, yeah. conjoined joint effort between the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and MSW Media. Oh my goodness. We're so excited to be here. Number one, I'm so excited, number one, to be back. And yes. back in the saddle. And Happy back New Year. Happy New Year. We want to thank everyone, everyone who has become a Frangela Patreon, who supported us all last throughout the last year and the years before. And just, just thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know what we do for people who are our Patreons? What Angela? do we do, Frances? We give them three fabulous micro idiots a week. Yes, we do. It's the best self-care you can do for yourself. You know, you laugh. That's right. And there's, if you become a Patreon now, there are hundreds of them. Yes. Available to you. I mean, you will be healing for months. 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 It's the only way we can say thank you adequately. We want to thank everybody who did, especially over the break, you know, thank you so much for um, increased donations and mm-hmm. for and for just continuing it because we know times aren't easy for anyone. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can also go online and get a Cameo video from Frangela. You go to Cameo.com, put in Frangela, you can get a specialized video from us. Please do. They're fun. It can be, you know, maybe we give you a pep talk or maybe we tell your kids to go to sleep. Or, you know, a happy birthday or happy anniversary. Whatever you need to celebrate you. You got it. someone else. Yes. And please share and download and subscribe to this podcast and our other podcast, Idiot of the Week. And, you know, we don't actually talk about this very often, but it's very helpful if you rate the podcast. And by rate, I mean as many stars as they that they allow. I think it might be five. Yes. Um, and you should put in your comments, why can't I do six? Um, that, that actually is really helpful, especially on places like iTunes. So, um, and while you're there online looking at podcasts, go over to MSW Media and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and make sure you're subscribing to all of the podcasts. Yes. Because they're all amazing. Yes. And, and specifically, you know, just to take one more second to talk about our new uh, union with MSW Media, we all are trying to, especially in these times, uh, political times, to up the visibility and support of groups and and media that put out these types our perspectives That's and right. support our, our our perspectives so anything you can do to support any of us it would be we're just we're just grateful we're That's just right grateful. you can check out such great podcasts on msw media like clean up on aisle 45 Justice Matters, that's Glenn Kirshner's. Mm-hmm. You know, The Book Club, Muller She Wrote, Narrative, so many great podcasts, opening arguments. Check them out. Please do. 
and remember that we're building a community. Yes. And that's the important thing about this union. It is about building a community of people who care about this country and care about the direction we're moving in and the direction we want to move in. And, it, you know, I know that all of you out there know that you, you get like this little family, mm-hmm. but that family, we can also be an activist family. And we are. Yes. So check it out. Thank get you. Get involved. Uh, and also join us every Friday on the Stephanie Miller Show in the third hour for Fridays with Frangela or... The, the Black, Black Power Hour. Mm, and what happens, Angela? That is where Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills. If Stephanie Mills somewhere inexplicably finds herself on a, a bicycle trailing some very well-bit African-American man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know why it ha- happens, but it does, and we're all grateful for it. We're grateful for it. Well, U.S. new COVID cases hit a single-day record of over one million. One million in a day. That's ungood. That's full of ungood. That's ungood. And it's frustrating. And I know we all know it's frustrating, but it's frustrating because we have vaccines. <laughs> I don't understand. The surge has come as the highly infectious Omicron coronavirus variant continues to tear. And I mean tear across this country. More than 100,000 people were hospitalized on Monday this week with uh, COVID-19. The most since the late summer surge. All right. Hospitalizations for COVID-19 have risen by 27% in the past week. And, um, you know, so everybody is talking about, you know, There's all kinds of conversations. Omicron is less dangerous dangerous than Delta. But here's the thing. As many people people are being infected, and I know you know this, but we have to say it again. As many people as it is infecting, there's still, that means that the numbers of people who will be significantly, horribly affected and be hospitalized also increase. Those numbers travel together. Yeah, and I think that the media, in their efforts to get clicks or to mm-hmm. get subscribers or you know and i actually you know press run um eric bollert's um his site and mm-hmm. his work he talked a lot about what the media needs to be is and isn't doing and this sort of hanging on this that the problem with just looking at the infection rate and and saying hospitalizations is not making the next connection which is the people who are being hospitalized are the unvaccinated yep if you are vaccinated yeah i right now know three people who have the variant Mm -hmm. right of those three people none of them are going to be hospitalized they were all vaccinated and boosted yeah you know one of them has had the most severe of the reactions which is of a very bad cold or maybe even like the flu um and it's been for like a week or so and she's been down for the count but not not having trouble breathing not having to go to the hospital certainly not anywhere near dying and you know one of the things i was listening to a pediatrician talk about omicron and how you know here's the thing about spreading continually spreading this variant children this omicron actually affects children far worse than adults because We have developed upper rep- respiratory, but children don't. Yeah. And so the Omicron, Omicron, unlike Delta, Delta was a lower infection, yeah. which is why people were getting pneumonia. Upper respiratory, we can kind of deal with that, but kids can't. And that's why we're also seeing more hospitalization of children. And they're, of course, the last to get vaccinated at that's this point. Right. And they're still under five. They still can't. That's right. Um, so we, I think, and we all have relaxed in terms of hand washing and mask wearing and all that. And we, we I think, you know, we look at what the what doctors are saying and what people are, epidemiologists are saying about having to get boosters and how I just read an article where the uh, somebody, I think from the World Health Organization was saying, 
it's just not tenable to think that we could give boosters to the entire planet every six months. Yes. What the the like the behind the scenes line or the beneath the line of that is what they're saying is we have to keep doing the other mitigation um, efforts. We have to wear masks and wash our hands and try to socially distance and stay away from people if we can, if we can. Yeah. We have to continue those things because he's basically saying it's like we it doesn't we can't just vaccinate everybody every six months even if we could get that done. Right. And and and, and here's the deal right now in a America where we have the vaccines and they're and they're available 80% of Americans have not gone and gotten their booster and and now Israel is on their fourth round of boosters. Why do you think that it's Francis? Why do you think it is that somebody who's been vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? Particularly, I'm going to say people who got two shots to begin with, because right. we got that Johnson and Johnson. We only had one shot right. that first time, right? But they went twice, yes. got the shot. What is keeping people from getting the booster? You know, I think it's it's everybody's tired of COVID, but COVID ain't tired of us. Mm. Everybody mm. is everybody, you know, and and I get it. I want to look, 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 look. I want to go take this class, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, I I I can't because the the variant is the the COVID isn't tired of us. Thirty percent of people who get COVID, I don't care, will have long term issues. I don't want to be that. I have two comorbidities. Mm-hmm. You know, but people I think just don't feel like doing it. They don't feel like it and they're in the fear this is the problem this is what i'm gonna tell you they don't have the fucking fear anymore the fear of fucking god they're not scared anymore they're not scared anymore when you was when everybody was scared right everybody was like get the fuck away from me i ain't going nowhere i ain't going to the restaurants i ain't doing shit i ain't gonna wash my hands remember all of that yeah but now people aren't don't have that fear and the and 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 we don't remember which is crazy because we've got 800,000 people who are dead. Yeah. Remember when people said it would, there wouldn't be 50,000 or whatever? Yeah. Like, it's... And we don't see... And you know what, Angela? I'm sorry. I don't feel... It doesn't feel like we care. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we care. It doesn't feel like we care about those 800,000 people. It doesn't feel like we care about keeping kids, small children safe. It doesn't feel like, you know what I mean? Yes. This is the thing. I think that that that's an excellent way to say it. It doesn't feel like we care. Because I think when the minute you said that, it clicked into me and how you could, there's a way to do the news with that being the the headline and everything, the top of the outline and every other news item going under it. Because I can say it doesn't feel like we care about each other because of how we're treating this virus. It doesn't care like how doesn't each other because of the way we're not addressing this virus. It doesn't feel like we care because of January 6th and the ongoing coup attempt that we're allowing to happen in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like we care because, you know, we have people who are assaulting people in the street for wearing the ma- a, ma- a mask yep. or having the audacity to take care of their own health, who are, you know, killing people, shooting people because they're nurses or doctors. Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem like we care because we look at somebody and say, I don't care you've been raped. You're going to have that baby. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I feel like that we have obviously a crisis of care, of care and of not and of a time when I mean, I was watching Joy's show on Monday, Joanne Reed and she the, uh, the readout mm-hmm. and they were talking about in the first segment about that in a different way but basically the same concept which is that there was a time in this country there was a time when 
people were proud yes. of their self-sacrifice. There was a time. That's right. When being an adult was something to be proud of. Well, there was a time in this country where we galvanized That's around right. an American issue. That's right. And it didn't matter what our our color, our creed, That's right. uh, or anything. We were all Americans. Mm-hmm. But what we have what we have learned and what January 6th, and we're going to get to this, we're going to talk about this at the towards the end of this podcast, but what January 6th and Trump have done, have they have splintered America so deeply yeah. that I don't know if we're going to ever come back together again. It's like it almost what it really feels like to me is that there was uh, like okay like we there was a river right Mm -hmm. and it was a river of shit okay (laughs) it was a shit river right and everybody knew it was shit river and they used to stay away from it but then we needed more space and somebody had the bright idea to pave over shit river Mm -hmm. they're like look we don't we don't want to see shit river but we need this space so we paved over shit river but you know how pavement goes you got to replace every few years and we started getting cheaper with how we replaced it Mm -hmm. and then one day somebody stopped replacing it and then trump came and took a jackhammer and found an opening to shit river and then all of the rest of it fell in and it's like it's like he connected up yeah with the bullies the assholes the virulent racists the undemocratic fascist misogynist pigs and they found each other and then they then gas the gop threw gas on it Mm -hmm. and lit it up and it's now at the point where even trump saying he got the booster gets him booed yeah yeah yeah. And, you know, and I'm just going to cut to this other story every day. This was out of the New York Times. Uh, every day is yeah. now is, is January 6th. Every day. Every day. It is regular. This is what it says in this article. It says it is regular citizens who threaten election officials yeah. and other public servants who ask, when can we use the guns That's right. and who vow to murder politicians who dare to vote their conscience? It, it is Republican lawmakers scrambling to make it harder for people to vote and easier to subvert their will to do if they if they do. It is Donald Trump who continues to stoke the flames of conflict with his rampant lies and limitless resentments and whose twisted version of reality still dominates one of the nation's two major political parties. And this is every day, y'all. This is, and that's the New York Times editorial board. That's not um, Mother Jones, no, or you know, that, no. like, that's not you know Trotsky Press. Mm-hmm. That this is the like where we're at is, and and it, you know, it's not. I don't. There's nothing to feel good about no. in terms of it. But I think recognizing, having more and more people recognize that that is what's happening. That somehow we've we're allowing the subversion of democracy and an attempt to tear this country apart and to subvert the will of the people, we're trying to normalize that and make it seem like, oh, this is just political discord. And no, it's not. What we have is a civil war brewing. Yes. What we have are people who are actively physically fighting. And trying to overthrow the The government. government. And then using the government government to to overthrow the government. And you know what? And I'm going to tell you, you know, every time Every time I see images of January 6th, of people, you know, beating the cops, throwing things, I think... I want you to imagine, had it been black people... Oh, dude, bitch! Had had it been... Let our happy asses, let our two negroyal happy asses right now try to walk into a fucking UPS office, okay? A fucking UPS office with a sign that says Black Lives Matter and see how quick the police get called. Yeah. 
and, and do I, nothing. And I, and Let yeah. alone Russian barricades and beating up cops. And, and I just, I we would have been dead. All Black of us, they would have been dead. And, and you know what? I, I have to say, Stephanie's going, she's going to torture with us this on Friday. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, because she told everybody uh, on the program today on her show how she sent us that. She likes to text us. She, yeah, she likes, she likes <laughs> to, to text us things that she knows are going to um, drive us crazy. <laughs> and you know what? God, we Everybody got to get their, their joy where they can get it. So she she sent this text to us from Jeff uh, Tiedrick that says, Ashley Babbitt should have complied. Isn't that what you dipshits tell me every time cops shoot some black woman sleeping in her own bed? Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem. I need these, I need these mamma jammas to know. I need them to understand mm. that we are not the, 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 like the, the, the pathetic people they seem to think we are. Yes. That, that they aren't going to just run over us. And I know what I know about these people is that they are in fact cowards. Yeah. You know, and someone said, and I think this is a really, really important point because you know, deep in there are parts of my heart that go, you know, when everybody says, you know, we got to let go of these red states. But the reality is, is that 52% of, of black America live in those, the red states. We know that because they've been completely disenfranchised. That's but right. Yeah. That's right. There are people who live in those red, there are, there are Democrats, you know, who live in those red states. There's a vast population that doesn't vote. Yeah. And then we don't even know where they stand necessarily. Although I have a good idea that they're not for the extreme. No. You know, because no. they would be in it if they were. So here's the deal. You know, we we, we can't release people. Release? So- <laughs> That's an interesting term for it. Release. You mean... Um, Into the wild. Um, what of the consciously uncouple? The consciously uncouple from... I, I think we from, should... Can okay. we consciously uncouple from Arkansas? Let me say... I believe the experiment is over. I have said this before, but I'll say it this way. I believe the experiment is over. I think that this is the problem with never actually going to therapy. That what happened after the Civil War is we said that the North, the people who defended the Union, not not started where I've defended the United States of America to be the United States of America yeah. against an insurrection, seditious, treasonous insurrection attempt. They did everything they could, including um, protect, create, make the Senate an impenetrable fortress of the minority. Yeah. Um, they did everything they could to assure the slave owners that we aren't going to take everything for you. Come on, calm down. You know, it's we're going to, you're going to still have your power. Can I, can I throw something in real quick? We are still trying to appease that's that slave what I'm owners. saying. That's we're what I'm still, saying. We're still, we're that's all we do. That's all what I'm and saying. And Democrats all day long that's is exactly just are it. continuously trying to appease the fucking master. And I'm telling you, like the river of shit, you can't pave over that. And I, you know, at one of the family gatherings over the holidays, we were talking about the, all these issues. And I was like, here's a newsflash for folk. People who believe it's okay to own people aren't good people. Like, like we were talking about the and founding like, owners. Right. And somebody said, well, you know, so-and-so did this and that. I go, yeah, it was an asshole. Yeah. Because we got into Sally Hemings and, right. and, and whether or not, you know, there's and, and somebody very kindly, not at all, this person's a very good person, was like, well, you know, there's evidence. There's some, It's suggested that that uh, he, you know, slept, Benjamin Franklin slept with, um, or, right. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, I'm sorry. Um, might have had an, a relationship that Sally Hemings might in fact have been his child sort of or like that you know mm-hmm. I forget the exact relationship mm-hmm. but I was like um yeah that's always been true like here's here's a news flash 
that if you own people, you're not a good person. Yeah. And, and the, rea- the reality is before people start, whenever somebody says to you, it was the times, understand this. There has never, ever, ever been a time in human history where there was an evil and there weren't people who were against it. There has never been a time when there was slavery and there weren't abolitionists. Yep. There's no, I don't care if it was ancient Egypt, somewhere in the Bible or today or in the 1840s. There's never been a time. There's never been a time where people didn't believe there was such a thing as rape. There's never been a time. Mm-hmm. So when people say that to you, you tell them no. There have always things are just wrong. Some yeah. things are just wrong. And if you think it's okay to hone human beings, I'm gonna venture to say that's not even necessarily your last bad quality. <laughs> you know, like you got some other issues too, because they travel in packs like STDs. And the fact is, I don't know, I can't even get to a discussion of healing. Um, that because the simple fact is they don't get to determine what happens to this country. Mm-hmm. Like, but we, we, I feel like we always skip the part where we're in, we're in the fucking fight, and they're not skipping that part. No, they're not. No, they're not. We're, like, what we have to do right now is protect our constitution, our nation, and our ability to vote and to be have the majority rule. You have right now in this country, proud boys, white supremacists, avowed white supremacists, yep. walking into your schools and school yep. boards, getting getting people elected and 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 pushing perspectives that are anti-democratic. That's right. And, and they want to control what your child reads, mm-hmm. who what they learn. Mm-hmm. We can't have, we have, so what you're telling me is that we have white supremacists. That's right. Running schools. Yeah. And I, I would venture to say we have for a long time, but for, they had to wear, they had to wear hoods before. That's right. Or they had they to had hide, hide it. They and now they it. don't, which means that a lot of people who are just looking for a place to be. That's right. You know, a place that they don't like their life. They yeah. don't, they don't, uh, they don't feel like they're important. They don't feel like they're being listened to, even though actually tangibly they've lost nothing. They walk around feeling like they've lost everything or they're about to. People are doing better. Like when you hear the, the Biden, the, the stimulus money and all of that, and the child credit that that took half of the nation's children out of poverty. Those are white people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, and for that group of people to not be solidly behind that agenda is sort of insane. Yeah, absolutely. But what it just shows you the value right. of whiteness, the value of that. It's that priceless. It is price, and it's priceless for them. And for them, that you know, they would rather they would rather shoot their own foot off. That's right. The perception of a perceived loss, if I can use perception more times in a sentence, yeah. the, the idea that they are going to lose something. Whenever you know, pundits talk about the demographic demographics changing mm-hmm. and that's pushing the Republicans and pushing the... I, it's like somehow they always make it minority's fault that white people are racist. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, your blackness too just drove you. me to the edge. There's too many, y'all. And it, it doesn't matter. It to the edge. It doesn't matter that they don't have any new black neighbors. They don't have any... I The first black teacher I ever had was in college. Mm-hmm. I want you to think in your own life, everybody, how many black people they've dealt with in positions of authority in their life? That's how many right. black people they've dealt with, period, in their life? in any way you know yep. outside of I guess your socially or your neighbors your teacher everything and ask yourself has that really changed over the years in a fundamental way it doesn't matter the, the perception of it is enough I the might threat, lose something the threat that's of it. it that's exactly it the threat. it's a threat to you if there are this many brown people surely I'm losing things yep and you're not. And, and or and or if if I see brown people, the quality of my yeah. life is something is being taken from me. Yep. Because if I can see you, it means that you get to, you know, you, whatever your your dirty brown yeah. poverty hands yep. touching, even your eyes looking at it. Yep. 
devalues yep, my experience. I and I, you know, we say it all the time, but we, I'm going to say it again. And I know you're going to yes and it. Read Heather McGee's book. Yep. You know, um, The Sum of Us. It's because it really is an amazing book and it is about what this what racism costs us as a nation and as a people and i mean costs us tangibly in terms of money dollars and cents and how damaging it is economically and certainly in every other way but that beyond the sort of i find that whenever we get in discussions of systemic racism or what's going on in the country or even insurrection people get to feelings yes and i don't need to go to feelings Let's talk about the fact that how many 40, 40 states have bills in front of them right now to try to curb voting. Yep. Like, let's talk about the tangible reality of, of taking away people's rights. Yep. Of disenfranchisement. And, 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 and that is that is now the identity. It used to be, and you know, in conservatism, don't, don't get in my fucking face mm-hmm. talking to me about, you know, Republicans. The new Republican is not cons- about being conservative fine, uh, yep. economically. No, thank you. The thank new you. Cons- the new Republican. We don't we're not those are those people are gone. Yeah. That's dead. Yeah. The new Republican is about oppression. Yep. And it is about it's about domination. Yep. And it's and it is not democratic. No, in fact, in that editorial further on, they uh, they wrote, in short, the republic faces an existential threat from a movement that is openly contemptuous of democracy mm-hmm. and has shown that it is willing to use violence to achieve its ends. Yeah. When you think about how simply marching with a sign that says Black Lives Matters is enough for people to call it a riot violence, but January sixth. Are just are just white people who that was a political a movement. Upset. That was a political movement. That was people of grievance with grievances. Yeah, you know, and okay, a few got out of hand. What? Yeah, <laughs> like it's it, it. We can't. We cannot move forward without these people being punished, and that is the mistake of every government since fucking the Civil War. Absolutely. Like, you do not treat... I cannot go out here and wave an Al-Qaeda flag. No. I cannot go out here and Osama bin Laden... It is, it is exactly this. Having having Trump give a speech, try to hold whatever kind of event he's calling it, and if mm-hmm. anybody covers it, fuck them, <laughs> um, on, the, on the anniversary of this failed coup attempt. Mm-hmm. That is no different from Osama bin Laden going to, you know, holding a, a rally... On on uh, uh, September 11, like a year later, yeah. in this country, yeah, and us being like, well, I guess we'll just carry it on TV. Are you fucking kidding? Like, why aren't they all in jail? Exactly. Like, well, it makes zero fucking sense. Thank you. That was my point when I set the fuck down in my mind, which is, why the fuck am I sitting here a year fucking later? Thank and you. nobody, Yo. nobody has been called to task for this shit. Let me tell you something. Elizabeth Holmes will be in jail before any of them. That's right. You know, at Theranos blood, blood bitch should be should be that's what i call her uh, um like i i just i look at the situation i'm like this makes zero sense because there we managed to move the justice system along a lot quicker for a lot less for a lot less so i'm trying to understand and i need everybody to get off of this is thinking about 2024 you need to think about today yeah people yep. 2022 if anybody thinks that the elections are this year are going to go off without a problem they're naive that's right that's right. It's simply not going to go down that way. And the reality is us waiting to see what these Republican legislatures do is incredibly stupid. And one of the only stories that is starting to move forward, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, help me have some faith about this. Chuck Schumer. 
Mm-hmm. If we catch Chuck Schumer, he is saying, <clears throat> he is the Mr. Schumer, Santa Schumer. He the 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 majority you wouldn't know it, but the majority leader in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has said it's a it's and it's not an empty threat. He says that the Senate will vote on filibuster changes if the GOP blocks vote blocks the voting rights bill. Yeah, he that we will. Yeah, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. And he swears. I watched him on AM Joy say that's gonna happen. Yep. I watched several people um, say, Claire McCaskill say, uh, uh, you know, on MSNBC that she, knowing Chuck Schumer as she does, she doesn't believe he would say that if he didn't know he had the ability to make it happen. Okay. Um. So, what, what do you think, Francis? He, well, you know, he said passing federal measures to protect voting rights is necessary to, quote, protect the foundation of our democracy and free and fair elections. Yeah, we, yeah we've been saying that, Chuck. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I... You know, this is what I, I'm going to say. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Show me. Yeah. Show me. Because, you know, and I've seen other people go to Biden and, you know, black leaders go, you promised us. You promised oh, us when you we. Said that he said it directly. You had my back and I'll I have, have yours. yours. My back's you- out, bitch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're both looking at each other like... Like crazy wide eyes. Like, I mean, Just crazy, like crazy wide, wide eyes. eyes. Like, what? Crazy wide eyes. I'm you can't telling see it. you. I'm but you telling you. feel it. And let me say it again for people who write and you say, you know, well, what can they do? They have to have the number of votes. We, we, the Biden has yet. We need a full court press on. It is undemocratic. This is an autocratic fascist movement. Mansion and cinema, you are either for democracy or you're or not. not. And, and that is what you do. You step forward and you put it out. They're not, we'll look into changing it. Now, they changed it so they could vote on the debt ceiling. Yeah. They change it all the damn time. But these are our, it won't, none of this is going to happen. Yeah. And if you think that anything will happen post 2022, if we're not on it right now, if we don't scare these people back to their shit river and pave over it the fuck again, yeah. and you know, I would actually blow it up, but that's a whole different, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at least get them back into the gutter and, and gate it. Yeah. You know, like we don't have a chance. 2024 is a dream deferred. I don't think that we're, that we need to be worried about that. Well, you know, and here's the what we are being outmaneuvered at every well, we gotta stop trying to maneuver right but but yeah. but the GOP that's right is outmaneuvering us on the fucking ground that's right we are working in 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 imaginary numbers. You know what it feels like? It's like being in an, in an abusive relationship. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, the, your, the the person, your partner beats the shit out of you. And ostensibly that beating is because dinner wasn't ready on time. Mm-hmm. So you focus up and you work hard and you make sure that dinner is ready on time. And so I made that dinner. Dinner's ready on time. Partner comes in, beats the shit out of me because I didn't look cute. And he put, you know, he or she needed me to look cute. Yeah. So then I go, okay, tomorrow I'm going to look cute and, and have dinner, dinner ready on, on time. time. Right. And then that day he comes in and go, well, I would, you, you know what? You weren't kind enough to me. I don't feel Feel like you you think I'm good enough or attractive? Okay, I'm gonna get I'm a compliment you. Like th- they're just fucking assholes. Yeah, we just have to like understand that there's a majority and a minority, and they can do what they can do to organize legally, and they can have a party if they need to have a party, and but they cannot have insurrections, and they cannot beat us up and interrogate you know and terrorize us, and they don't get to run this country because they are not the majority, and that is our final word. Now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Okay, see, you know what? I want to hear what people think of losing the email jingle and moving to, oh, what do we call? it's more spoken word. It's more spoken word. It's more of a spoken word. Tell me what you think at fragile08 at gmail.com. This is from, um, this is from Don or Bart. He said, 
thank you for the birthday greetings because he's a he's a Patreon. Hey, baby. So we uh, we send a birthday greeting to say thank you on your birthday when you're mm. Patreon. Mm-hmm. He says my birthday wish is that there will be an on person sexy liberal shows in 2022 and that LA and San Francisco, although I wish you'd pick San Jose, will be stops in the tour. <laughs> So do we. Yes. So do we, Doc. So do we. I definitely schedule a trip if you guys ever do the once attempted Hawaii show and can be a tour guide if it's on Hawaii, Kauai, or the Big Island where I have friends with a B&B and coffee farms, which sounds amazing. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Don. We, I'm going to tell you something. It hit me hard over the holiday. Yeah. Not performing live. I had a real, like, and I think it was because of where we were watching. Oh, it's because I was watching the Lucy and Ricky thing. Uh-huh. Uh, being Lucy and mm-hmm. Desi or what mm-hmm. was it called? Yeah. I forget what it's called. With Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, which I really liked. But um, watching it, and I just had this moment, and mm-hmm. I just turned it down the volume and paused it, and I was like, I really miss live performing. Yeah. And and I really, really hope we get to do that again this year. And thank you so much for your support and for wanting to see us, too. Yes. This is from Linda N. This The title is A Quick Painless History of the Flamethrower. Um, for those of you who are not aware, we did a story on Idiot of the Week about a man who liked to settle his scores. Well, his neighborhood problems. His neighborhood Na- problems. Neighbor conflicts. You neighbor, know, conflicts neighbor conflicts with a flamethrower. And he threw, he, he, he shot a flamethrower at teenagers in a car while they were in it. Well, but he didn't hit them. How did you express yourself? But he was expressing himself. That's all. Right. Dear Frangela, as someone who has taught the history of World War I in high school, it is standard that students learn there were several weapons which were utilized in combat for the first time during the modern era. The flamethrower was one of these weapons. It's my opinion that this weapon, as well as any other weapons that develop for use in the military, should be banned from civilian use or ownership. The police don't need them neither. No. (laughs) Okay. She asked the question, haven't we seen enough carnage? Yes, we have. You're the best, Linda N. Thank you, Linda. And we couldn't agree more. And now it's time for Resistance This is where we give you an actionable item in addition to calling your representatives um, at the congressional switchboard number is uh, 202-224-3121. And that way you can get to your senators and your, your reps and tell them what you think and how we need to protect voting rights. We also like you to go to www.stacyabrams.com. Yes, and this is a message from her. She said, I've never stopped fighting for Georgia. I've never lost faith that together we can build a brighter future for all of us. You should not lose that faith either. Together we can keep more money in families' pockets, help our communities prosper, and give our children the greatest opportunities to thrive. I'm running for governor because opportunity and success in Georgia shouldn't be determined by your zip code, background, or access to power. We are one Georgia. Will you join us? She's running for governor, and we're saying if you can, Support her. Please support Support her. her. Because I'm going to tell you something about Stacey Abrams. Mm -hmm. Stacey Abrams is going to save us all. That's right. That woman. That's why we have any numbers in the Senate. Yeah. Because of her work and their work to the candidates, obviously. But but her work, how she didn't leave and pout and go try to. She stayed there and she kept organizing. That's right. Frankly, I know that she wants to be governor or whatever, because I'm hoping that they at least talk to her about being the head of the DNC at some point. Right. Um, (laughs) Because she's an amazing organizer. But if you're so inclined and I know it's an actual political campaign and not a charity, but it's one that, that we believe in and we think, you know, it can only help us. Those seats are precious to us and we need to get our state legislatures back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Frances Callahan. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The, the Final, Final Word. Word.